This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. What's going on, Facebook? What's going on, Twitter, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to Belly Up Fantasy Live. I'm your host, Chris Pinto. And tonight, before we get into the intro, guys, we're going to talk about Trophy Smack. Oh, it looks so good coming out of this packaging in this box. When you can win a league, especially amongst other fantasy analysts, you get to rock. Oh, it looks... mm, We're going to have to redo this, but that's okay. Find me on ColorCast. I'll fix this up by the end of it when Billy does his ad read, and we'll look at this again. But uh, until then, guys, this is the quarterback landscape part two, and this is Belly Up Fancy Live. Howdy, y'all. Welcome in to Belly Up Fantasy Live. This is the quarterback equation part two. We're missing Ryan right now. He'll be coming in shortly. But with me, as always, are my co-hosts, my rider dies, Belly Up Tom and at BWIT24. Tom, Billy, how are y'all doing tonight? I'll be doing better when Tom Brady doesn't win his seventh ring on Sunday. Well, (laughs) Billy, I'll let you take this over real quick. Because you already know what I'm going to say about Tom Brady. Yeah, man. I Not with you. We ride together a lot on this show, Chris. We like a lot of the same guys, have a lot of the same opinions. And, hey, let's face it, we're right a lot of the time. However, on this one, there's a line in the sand, my man. And uh, I'm riding with these Chiefs going back-to-backs, first time since Brady and the boys in uh, the early 2000s. Talking a decade and a half since it's happened. And I think Elway and the gang with the Broncos were the last ones before that, even in 97-98. So it'll uh, be exciting times to see the Chiefs win back-to-back Super Bowls after a 50-year hiatus uh, from their winning ways. So excited for them. Excited for Andy Reid especially, man, coming from Philly. Over to the Chiefs, small market team, putting them on top. Uh, just, I just I dig what's going on down there at Arrowhead. Man, you guys are – you're good. You're spot on. That's why I like you guys. That's why we ride our guys. You know, we uh... – 
we have a, a lot of the same concepts. We have a lot of different topics that we talk about too. Um, but Billy, Tom, we've watched a lot of football. We've analyzed a lot of football. We've looked at numbers. We've played football. And we all know one thing that we've said is defense win championships. And two, the games are won and lost in the trenches, guys. Speaking about the Super Bowl, we're going to talk about Billy's Kansas City Chiefs. And Billy, that's a nice beanie you're rocking right there. But you know what it's missing? An offensive tackle who's played 133 snaps. Drafted out of the first round and hasn't missed over six games in a season. I'm talking about Eric Fisher, who tore his Achilles in the championship, who will be out this game, who has not been out, like I mentioned, in 133 snaps. So who comes back for Tampa? Old Vita Vea, guys. Ooh, boy. Him and Ndamukong Sue on that defensive line are going to tear it up. I sent y'all... Um, I think I sent y'all that picture that came out from Next Gen uh, about how disruptive Vita Vea is with that defense. And he didn't play in that game against the Chiefs uh, when Tyreek went off. So he was out week five. Um, Vita Vea, though, guys, that can't, Todd Bowles in that defense, y'all know how I feel about it. We'll talk about that later. Guys, tomorrow I'm starting something new on ColorCast, one of our partners who's given us an opportunity. I will be diving into a little story arc for the Super Bowl leading up to 55, starting tomorrow at 1 o'clock Central. Um, we're going to call it the Super Bowl Kid. Take with that with you, Will. Uh, 1 o'clock on Central Time, color cast, find me right there. It'll be about 15 minutes every day and leading up to the Super Bowl. So, guys, that being said, before we jump into it, you know, I'm buying a little bit of time for Ryan right now. But I because I support him, I support you guys. But more importantly, guys, support for Belly Up Fantasy Live comes from one of our favorite sponsors and our number one sponsor right up there in the corner next to Tom. You see it every week, guys, powered by Manscaped. Support for Belly Up Live, Belly Up Fantasy Live is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best symbol in men's below-the-waist grooming. Big news, guys. Manscaped just released their new cologne, and it smells phenomenal. Speaking of it, guys, it comes in this nice refined box. It opens up from the side just so like that. And look at that packaging. It smells great. Uh, very earthy tones. Very manly scents. So you got to like it. 20% um, off and free shipping if you use the promo code BellyUpFantasyLive um, at Manscaped.com. So prior to me using this, I, I'm pretty sure I use what everyone uses when you're a 7th grade boy is Curve, right? Uh, and it smells great. It's like the introductory level of cologne. Uh, this is definitely more sophisticated. Like I was showing with you guys, our uh, our demographic is a little bit more sophisticated as well. So it just makes it makes sense that Manscaped would sponsor us. So thank you, Manscaped. Thank you, everyone who watches us uh, down under in the UK and all over the US, guys. We really, really appreciate you. Uh, it wouldn't be we wouldn't be really a fancy life without you guys. So thank you so much. And as we're getting into this, nearly as refined without that, uh, without that cologne. Say what? You wouldn't be nearly as refined without that cologne. Uh, it's hundred percent true, Tom. I wouldn't. I'm. I'm still not that refined. But with the cologne, at least I smell refined. You know. Um. But when I start talking and then my actions, I start chugging beer. A little bit, you know, counterintuitive. But whatever. What can you do about that? So, guys, let's break it down. Let's jump right into this to the Cleveland Browns. Whew. 
Did they have an up and down season this year? Um, wow, this is really weird right now. I don't know what my computer is doing, but that's really crazy. So we're going to go on from that. I'll move this thing over here. Sorry, guys. Technical difficulties when, uh, like I said, I'm not that refined. I might smell refined, dress refined, but it's a little bit different. So moving on, right? Baker Mayfield, up and down season. Kevin Stefanski came in. Running game was phenomenal. Baker Mayfield finishes in the PPR in PPR format as the quarterback 18. Uh, Overexpected points, so you like that where you drafted him, or if you just picked him up off the waiver wire. His completion percentage was pretty good. Um, I mean, what can you what can you expect from him without OBJ? He did play a little bit better going down the stretch, obviously, with Nick Chubb coming back as a uh, Ryan and Billy. I'm sure will mention even though Kareem Hunt better in PPR format, but this is about quarterback, right, guys? So. A dot eight point three. He's slinging the ball. He had a really good connection building on uh, Jarvis Landry this year. Rashard Higgins had a step a coming out year, uh, and Donovan Peoples Jones starting to be on people's radar for dynasty formats. So I think whoever else is on this roster, Baker's your guy. Uh, Bleacher Report came out today, and I believe it was in the playoffs. One of the defensive linemen got in Baker's face and messed up with his offensive lineman. The offensive lineman got a little shaken and started getting into it. Baker comes into the huddle and or Baker comes in and breaks up and goes, I don't even know who you are. Takes his offensive lineman back to the huddle. Uh, right there is when the offensive lineman turned to his coach on the sideline and said, this is where I think Baker took it over. I think it was on like that Thursday night game or something like that. One of y'all correct me. It's from Bleacher Report today. Um but I've talked enough already. It's been like, what, 28, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever. Tom, take it over, man. You know, I think it's pretty safe to say that Baker's going to be the quarterback up in Cleveland. Um, it's hard to believe that they're going to go anywhere else. I mean, yeah, great. You got Case Keenum as a backup. I will say probably current backups, probably number two or three behind you know, Nick Foles, all-time great backup. But, uh, you know, behind that Kyle Alata, nobody cares about him. The one thing I will say here is there was a lot of momentum online over the last week or so for Deshaun Watson to Cleveland. I just saw Scott Davis in there, Deshaun Watson to the Raiders. I mean, I think anybody that has any sort of question around quarterback, like if you don't have, you know, a guy named Mahomes, um, you know, Wilson or Murray more or Allen, you're, possibly looking at bringing in Deshaun Watson. Like there's not many teams that wouldn't consider it to some extent. I I don't necessarily think this is the landing spot for him. Um, though I would say there could be crazier things to happen in the NFL than Deshaun Watson ending up in Cleveland. Billy. Yeah, that would be uh, pretty wild. I wonder what other piece would go with Baker, maybe some draft picks, maybe a Nick Chubb. I think he's got a contract situation coming up, and Kareem Hunt's already signed for the long term. That would uh, play right into Chris's hands with what he's been saying the whole time, that uh, you know he's the man there in Cleveland. I like Baker Mayfield. He does leave a little bit to be desired. But, however, if you look at some stats a little bit deeper in, you know, passing yards, he, he, has a, he didn't have his best year, but a pretty good year. Um, you know, his touchdowns, he still had more his rookie year and a couple fewer games. But interceptions, down to eight from 21 last year. That's a huge improvement. Also, his sack numbers, he had 25 as a rookie, up to 40 in that second year that we thought, whoa, is this guy really going to be, you know, what we thought he was after he showed so much promise at that rookie season? Back down to 26 last year in, in 16 games. 
which is, you know, that's pretty good. But his QBR up 72.1 from 54 and 51 the year before, QB rating in 95.9. So the, the little things that he's doing matter. And one thing I like to look at is on target percentage, 74.8%, almost 75% of his passes are on target where he needs to be throwing the ball. And then the big one, the win and loss column, leading the Browns to an 11-5 and record. That shows a little bit of him, you know, maturing as a quarterback and, and not making that mistake late in the game. Even though he is kind of a gunslinger guy, cutting those interceptions down late in the game, a lot less turnovers, turned into a lot more wins for the Browns. And, hey, they had the Chiefs on the ropes, guys. Let's not forget that. This is a pretty good team. I like Kevin Stefanski with Baker in that offense. A lot of the bootleg play action stuff. Baker's perfect for it. Uh, and, and he's going to get Odell Beckham Jr. back uh, next year in that offense as well. So, yet just another weapon at his disposal. I think Baker takes a big step next year, year two with Kevin Stefanski in that offense. Unpopular opinion. OBJ is very overrated. Not in, not with us. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think he's overrated. I, I mean, that's fair. We don't really you know think highly of him, but in general. Yeah, I agree I mean, with that. So, like I was mentioning to Billy earlier, Tom, uh, I'm in a 32-man fantasy or a, a mock draft with Fantasy Clinic. And it's pretty <laughs> awesome. The group chat is amazing. And uh, Cleveland's already put OBJ on the, cl- on the block and everyone's like, nope, nope, nope. Even Washington, even Philly was like, nope. Uh, even though, I mean, Philly's, I mean, we're obviously having to do stuff with cap and things like that. Shuffling money around, stuff like that is pretty intense, but nobody wants OBJ. So. I mean, think about it, like for a team like Philly, you have cap issues. You have, yeah, you need receivers. You have young guys though that are really cheap. A guy like OBJ isn't that in, enticing, especially like they're looking at possibly trading Darius Slate. They're not in a win now mode. So like some of those places that would seem like slam dunks might not be when you really look into it. That's true. That's true. Tom, why don't you take us into one of your division rivals, the Dallas Cowboys? I wish Marco was here for this. Well, everyone knows Dak Prescott started off the year hot. Obviously, one of the best starts to a year statistically that we've really seen uh, didn't really win games still. Weird how the Cowboys do that. But um, obviously destroyed his leg. The uh, owner down there, Jerry Jones, owner GM, said he was going to you know, do whatever it took to re-sign Dak. Didn't matter about the injury. He was Dallas's guy. I don't believe that for a second. I don't think Dak Prescott's playing in Dallas next year. Um, as far as who it's going to be, Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. 
I'm a little split on it. I, I don't necessarily think that they draft somebody, uh, at least, you know, a first round guy or anything like that. It's not going to be one of those big names. Um, I wouldn't be entirely shocked if they tried to go after a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, um, maybe even a Matt Ryan. I think that you, if you can get one for a decent price, they might, might not be mad at that as a little bit of a stopgap. You know, if they can get them for uh, not crazy money, if you can get somebody to cover some of that cap hit for them. Um, I think that whoever is at quarterback will have a decent season, you know, when you look at fantasy, just because, I mean, you look at the receivers that they have there. You have three, you know, top tier receivers. You look at the fact that Ezekiel Elliott, well, yes, he did have a lot of fumbles this year. He was kind of a butterfingers back there. Definitely a down year for him. And I don't think that he'll actually even really increase in productivity from last year. I think he's on the downhill now. I think he's hit that kind of snap count limit. Um, I, I think that you're still going to get sufficient enough production from him and Pollard, who really stepped up this year, to have a great backfield. So, um, like I said, Matt Ryan, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Billy, you just talked about Carr. I wouldn't even be surprised if they tried to make a move for Carr and you know that multi-team trade with with the Raiders and Houston or something like that to to bring a guy like him in. We'll see what happens. Billy? Yeah, ultimately, I think Zach ends up in Dallas. Uh, I think he's going to do fine. And they, I think they just offered him a five-year, $175 million deal. And now might be a little bit low for what Dak's going to want, but I think the money's on the table for him to negotiate into more of what he wants. I think ultimately he wants to be a Cowboy, and that helps the situation a lot. Um, I like this wide receiver crew. Uh, the, the three guys, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup are three of my favorites as far as fantasy goes. And the third guy, Michael Gallup, really came on late at the end of the year. But Dak Prescott was having a monster year through five games before he left that game. Uh, you know, he was uh, he, he had 1,856 passing yards and nine touchdowns. He did have four interceptions uh, in five games already. But everything was kind of on his shoulders. But the pace he was on, 5,939-yard pace, which is just astronomical numbers for him. And there's no reason to think that he might not have kept that pace up. But five games, and uh, three of them were over 450 yards. So, I mean, he was really slinging and getting going. I like Dak a lot. He's one of my favorite fantasy quarterbacks. A little bit of that rushing upside as well. So, um, I, I like Dak going into 2021. I think ultimately he stays in Dallas. A lot, of, a lot of weapons around him. And I think Zeke is the guy that we'll see ascend the most in 2021 from a what we think is a down year. Everybody's kind of doubting him, kind of similar to Kamara this year coming in. You know, he had a little bit of uh, underperformance for what we expect out of Zeke, but ultimately I think the Cowboys get back on track in 2021, and I think they spend a lot of their draft capital trying to bolster up their defense as best they can. Well, maybe this is an unpopular opinion. I think Dak is back with that uh, lone star on his helmet. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. (sighs) I think it would be super, super evil of Jerry Jones to just cut him, which history says that's what you should do. You sign your running back to a big deal. You tag the quarterback. Next year you cut him, especially the year that Dak has had, um, not on the field, but, you know, rehab, things like that. We saw what the team was without Dak. It was a shell of itself. Everybody was – Everyone outside of CeeDee Lamb, um, who had no expectation, right, except for maybe being Offensive Rookie of the Year, which is pretty high, but didn't get there. Justin Jefferson, good on you. Um, Dak, though, right, 
back to quarterbacks, obviously, stop going on a tangent, Chris. Dak, and I hate to say this, and we all hate it, but Dak was on pace to break records this year. Old boy was throwing the ball down the field. I mean, what? look at this. 266 yards, 450 yards, 472, 502, one touchdown, one touchdown, three touchdowns, four touchdowns, completion percentage all above 64.1%. TD rates upwards of 6.9%. QB ratings of 130, 112. The dude was playing lights out with the offense that he had. Jerry Jones needs to sign him, bring him back, and let him run this offense and just be possibly a top three quarterback next year. Um, Like we mentioned, maybe you don't look at uh, Watson if you have have Mahomes or Kyler or Josh Allen. Well, if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm not worried about Watson either. I'm I'm worried about Dak. He knows the offense. He's the leader. I want to roll with Dak this year. Tom, I know you got a rebuttal. So my only thing, and I'm not disagreeing. Like I, well, I'll disagree about top three <laughs> quarterback. I think that's a bit of a stretch. But Wait, Kyler? Uh, no, for Dak. Oh, okay, I was about to say Kyler. Yeah. Come on, now. No, Kyler. Kyler can absolutely be top three. Dak, I, I kind of he was. I, I struggle to to get he him is. that high. Uh, top ten by all means, and even possibly top five if he has a, a great year. I don't know that he would have continued the production all year. I mean, I think that you hit a certain point where that team was losing so much that it's tough morale-wise to keep going and, and have a good season. They did a decent job of it. But my thought is, even if they do bring him back, what does the contract situation look like? Because after an injury, but a great top of, you know, great uh, beginning of the year, what's the value? Can you do a long-term deal? And if so, are we in top quarterback money just based on uh, four or five games out of a year? Don't get me wrong. He's played well up to that point, but it was nowhere near that level. He was never at that level through the first couple of years of his career. So do you get top quarterback money long-term? Do you get, you know, a two-year deal, big money, a kind of prove it like a, more than a one-year prove it deal, but like a two-year short little one? I don't know. I, I think it's going to be an interesting thing to see how that works out. And I, I think that the contract negotiations could be the biggest breakdown with it because they're going to be a little bit strapped for cash. And I don't know that they'll want to go long-term with them yet. I, I totally agree with you. With, the, with We've all talked about the smaller cap this year and having to finagle money left and right to do this. Obviously, I, I, I don't think Dak's getting that. Patrick Mahomes long-term deal. I want to say it's probably going to, I mean, what Jerry Jones's grandson's what got one more year of college off. He might get a two year deal. Right. And Jerry Jones go draft his, his grandson, right. And Dak will teach him or whatnot, but that's fine. Uh, I mean, that, that definitely could happen. Right. Uh, Oh, I can see over here. Uh, Scott Davis in the chat, top 10, but not top four. I could see that. Well, boys, when he was playing, he was the quarterback one, the quarterback four, and the quarterback one this year in three games. It's a, We've talked about this before. It's small sample size, though. I'm not saying he couldn't do it, but to extend that out over a full 16-game season is a lot tougher than it looks. Moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely agree with that. That would be an amazing pace. I mean, almost six thousand yard pace. That would be incredible. But 
he, one thing I wanted to mention too, I kind of missed on the point is he was playing with CD Lamb. You know, this first five games, CD Lamb really came on the back half of the season after he might have gotten a little more comfortable. It would have been really interesting to see Dak with CD feeling that confidence, stepping into that offense as a little bit more of a weapon than the the talented rookie that once you get the ball in his hands later in the year, he looked like he was really grasping what was going on in Dallas as far as an offensive standpoint. Yeah, that offense is a whole year together gelling without Dak. I, playing with JV quarterbacks. I mean, even Gallup was looking good this year. Uh, Tony Pollard, too. You got weapons all over the place. I mean, we we literally talked about every Dallas quarterback coming in because of the weapons they had week in to week out. You're telling me that Dak's not at least a top four guy out of, right now? I, I, I beg to differ. Pinto, who we got next? We we've got the Glock, Billy. You, Billy, the man to talk about the Glock, the guy purchasing cigs left and right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Billy does not do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Drew Locke. Okay, so this is a guy I watched playing college, close to home from University of Missouri, and I, this is a guy I liked in college. He he looked really good. However. Kind of took him a while to catch on, played a little bit as a rookie, I think about five games, and he wasn't too bad, relatively impressive at times. And this year he was not as impressive, really took a step back in almost every statistical category as he played the whole season. A 16 to 15 touchdown to interception ratio, the QBR that was just not very good. Only two games of three or more touchdowns on target percentage of 68.9, which is down there in that Lamar Jackson range as we kind of beat him up for that uh, not too long ago. Uh, it's just not that good, especially with the weapons around him. Now, he didn't have Cortland Sutton, but this guy had a slug of good receivers with K.J. Hamler and uh, um, <clears throat> Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, fan. Albert O played pretty well at times, Melvin Gordon and uh, Philip Lindsay in the backfield. I mean, th- there's plenty of options in this offense for them to play well at times, especially in the AFC West. There's not a lot of defense, so you think they would have played a little bit better. Now, the Broncos picked ninth in this year's draft, and I don't see any reason why they're not eyeballing a quarterback or looking for a veteran to bring in to maybe push lock. Maybe a Fitzpatrick I think would be a good option to him, kind of help him out, somebody to coach him up a little bit. I'm just not seeing it from Locke. I mean, he, he was QB 23 this year from a fantasy standpoint, playing pretty much the whole year. That's kind of Jacoby Brissett with the Colts neighborhood, so it's not that great you know, when you really break it all down. And he had a lot more weapons around him. I mean, let's be honest. When you have two good running backs, three, four, five good receiving options, you think Drew Locke would have been able to mature a little bit. Now, like I said, Cortland Sutton, that's their big gun, their big 101 wide receiver one, go to him on third and eight type guy. But with all the other weapons, there was enough there to be serviceable. And and Tim Patrick looked like a pretty good player, kind of that Travis Fulgham you know, the, the guy that, that played well and, and, you know, had some fantasy relevance and kind of faded in and out as time went on. But I'm not sure why that happened necessarily. But uh, Drew Locke just really doesn't do it for me for a guy that I really kind of liked coming in. I thought he had a lot of potential. But watching him this year, man, he just he looked like a mess on tape. The footwork is just horrible bad. And he just doesn't really look like an NFL quarterback beyond the size. And, and maybe a throw every now and again that makes you say, oh, whoa, there it is. But I think they need to look elsewhere. Uh, they've got a lot of weapons around them. And they're in a division where they're going to get left in the dust fast if they don't get something going. The Raiders are improving. The Chargers with Herbert are coming. 
And, of course, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. So the Broncos, they're either looking at being bottom feeders for a while or they need to get their quarterback situation fixed and quick. I, I don't disagree with any of that. I mean, the Glock, I'm, I'm done with them. Uh, like you mentioned, his really poorest performance this year. I'm looking at his week-to-week numbers right now, and the only time I ever wanted to use him, I guess, would be in DFS, and that would be at the end of the year. But he was really never shiny. He was always outside of the top 20, really outside of two outliers. Uh, the weapons for him down there are amazing, right? And mm-hmm. the play calling is not bad. Obviously, Von Miller and the defense has obviously shifted this year because Von wasn't out there, so he had to do a little bit more. But we didn't get to really see him spit too many bars this year like we thought he would. Uh, and Melvin Gordon did just fine, right? So you got to like that, but you can't <clears> like <throat> um, So, yeah, I would love to see a veteran quarterback come in. Um, maybe this is a new home for uh, Trubisky or Foles. Um, we'll see what happens in the offseason leading up to it. So that's really all I have, Tom. So definitely not Drew Locke's, uh, you know, best year by any stretch of the means. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. He is a gunslinger. I think we knew that coming out of college. Like people questioned his decision-making, and they're like, he trusts his arm too much, stuff like that, right? Like it, that is the definition of a gunslinger is you're going to throw the ball and say, I can make this throw. That is Drew Locke to a T. He's got swagger. He's got confidence. He will put the ball in positions that maybe aren't the best choice, but you're going to have plays where it works out. And you're going it, to, it's those Mahomes esque plays where everyone is putting it on SportsCenter for the next month because you're drooling over the throw, right? Yeah, he didn't have as many of those this year. I think that when you look at the season, right, week one, he came out against Tennessee, not a bad game. Two-thirds of his passes were completed, a touchdown, 216 yards. Not great, not terrible. Got injured week two, and then he's out for a couple weeks. Back from the injury, and I'm not going to put it on injury for his whole season, but you know, you wonder how... Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Something like that might impact an already kind of adjusted season. I mean, this is a guy that had kind of a coaching carousel in college. You get into the NFL, you have a good rookie season. Not great, but good. And then a weird sophomore season. I'm not big on taking one bad year and just running with it being the end of the world. I do think that bringing in a vet, Nick Foles, Ryan Fitzpatrick, might not be a bad idea, not even to take him out of games, but just to be there as a a mentor for him and teach him. Yeah, help him see what's going on, you know? Exactly. These These are guys that have been through 
multiple teams. They know multiple systems. They learn and adapt quickly, and they can help him understand the game at a better level, which is really, I think, what he needs. It's He has the physical abilities and the traits that you need in an NFL starting quarterback, and he has confidence. Just help him understand the game at a little bit better level. Yeah, when I see a guy that threw you know, 15 interceptions and 16 touchdowns, a lot of those are probably happen, happening as they're moving down the field. And if you see him you know, do the Baker Mayfield cut down on those, you probably see more like 24 to 12, 24 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. You know, And then all of a sudden the, the Broncos are probably a lot better football team as far as being in games late. I don't think they got blown out a lot. You know, So I really think Fitzpatrick, a guy like that would be really good. Like you said, Tom, don't take him out of games. Let the kid play. But somebody that when he comes over to the sideline can pull up the tape on the Microsoft Surface Pro over there and say, hey, dude, here's what you missed, you know, and help him out so he doesn't get get caught again in those same mistakes. I think Baker's a very good comparison for him. Both those gunslingers, not fast quarterbacks, but they can move around, they can get out of trouble, and they can sling a ball. And a lot of people question Baker because he threw up a lot of interceptions early in his career. He was making some bad decisions. There's not a there's not a better way to put it. He made bad decisions, and so did Drew Locke this year. Well, look what he did this year. Baker Mayfield went off. I'm not going to say he was a top five quarterback, but he was top ten, just ability wise, just the way he played and carried his team. He did a very good job this year, and I think that you could see the same from Drew Locke theoretically if he has the right coaching staff around him to develop him, and a backup quarterback that's a veteran is really a player coach. It's a Josh McCown, it's a Ryan Fitzpatrick, it's a Nick Foles, any of those guys that have bounced around to a couple teams and understood the the NFL could really benefit him. Absolutely. Who's next, Chris? Uh, Wow, we have a, I mean, shaking the landscape, right, guys? The Detroit Lions, who essentially bought a quarterback, you, you, you could say, um... I know what I thought about this, but Tom, why don't you just go ahead and give give us a little a little take? Um, I think that the Rams lost that trade, but got the better quarterback. It, it's kind of a weird one, Matt Stafford. No, I like it. I like it. Matt Stafford is by far a better quarterback than Jared Goff. Not that he's a bad quarterback. I'm not going to say that. He's he's average. He's a game manager at worst. He's gonna he's not going to make the poor decisions, the Drew Locks that you know you're throwing a million interceptions or anything. But he's not leading a team to victory either. Like you can't have him put a game on your shoulders and take you to the you know to the Super Bowl or anything. You, they made that Super Bowl based on a running game and creative play calling from Sean McVay and then got there, and he couldn't make it happen. He couldn't drive that team down the field and score to win a Super Bowl. So they gave up way too much draft capital to make it happen. Um, But I think the Rams over the next two to three years are a very, very good team, especially with Cam Akers in the backfield. He's going to develop into a great running back. You have some good receivers, good at worst tight ends in Higby and uh, Everett. I mean, if you can focus on your, you know, offensive line a little bit, I know they got a little, they're aging a little bit there. Uh, I forget their left tackle's name. He's a bit older though. Whitworth, Whiteworth, I don't know. Whitworth, something like Andrew that. Whitworth. Whitworth, yeah. He's getting a bit older. He'll probably be gone within the, you know, if not this year, next year. 
So be able to bring in some young guys on that offensive line. The defense is very good, has a couple holes, fill them in. Matt Stafford's not going to be an issue. The Lions, on the other hand, you have a lot of needs. Jared Goff is going to struggle just from the fact that there's not a great offensive line. The receivers are okay, not great. You have uh, some decent running backs behind him, and you do have a good tight end in TJ Hawkinson. But it's you're going from a very good situation under Sean McVay in that offense to not a great one in Detroit. Sorry to kind of flip this between L.A. and uh, and Detroit, but Billy, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think Jared Goff, just like you said, you know, the most of his success is, you know, 4,632 touchdown year a couple years ago. And, and the season before that where the Rams were pretty good too, uh, the big catalyst of that offense was Todd Gurley. You know, he was a workhorse, big dog running back, uh, kind of like we mentioned last week with Matt Ryan. You know, they need that play action, somebody to really scare the defense from the running game. And then I really do think Jared Goff is serviceable. I don't think he's a great quarterback. However, he's, like you said, he's not going to go sling it around and win you games like a Matt Stafford can and will at times. But Matthew Stafford will. And has for 10 years. Yeah. And Matthew Stafford will also sling it around and lose you some games as well. Also, Brandon Cooks was a part of this offense back then, and they they traded him away. you know, so he had an extra kind of big dog weapon. I mean, Cooper Cup and, and Robert Woods, those are good players. Uh, Van Jefferson would kind of did. Whoa, really- whoa, 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 whoa. Put some respect on Robert Trees' name, Billy. <laughs> not Come a, on. Not, not, I mean, he's, 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 he's a solid wide receiver, but he's not a great wide receiver. The big dog corners and double teams, a lot of time Robert Woods isn't the guy that's going to really take advantage of that. And I guess ultimately uh, the effect is – there's no one to really stretch the field for this Rams offense. Nobody's getting behind the defense. Robert Woods is a great player, don't get me wrong, but he's not a deep threat necessarily where you can get those big gashing plays off that play action. And I think Jared Goff was kind of left out in the cold, uh, you know, not having that running game. So, you know, I kind of I kind of feel like they might have got rid of him a little too soon with Cam Akers coming on. If you look at Jared Goff's stats, his success this year, the better he played, was kind of correlated right with Cam Akers kind of coming alive the right in the back uh, third of the season there. So I, I really like Goff, but going to Detroit, I feel like he's going to kind of do what Stafford did, and it's going to hinge on DeAndre Swift being that running back to kind of take a little pressure off him. And I think Swift has a big year with the Saints offensive influence coming in there. But Goff is one of those guys, he's going to understand the playbook. He's going to get you into the right plays. He's just not a, an amazing talent that's going to take over a game the way maybe Matthew Stafford could. Now, Stafford for the Rams, we want to move into that. Uh, I, I, these guys kind of, it's about the same region as far as, uh, you know, fantasy standpoint. Stafford was QB 15, Goff was QB 20 with no running game. Uh, there's not, unless unless they get Galladay back, I really don't like the weapons uh, in Detroit for Goff to be all that successful. But Stafford... Uh, with Cam Akers and, and Robert Woods. I mean, Robert Woods might be really the best receiver he's had since Calvin Johnson, uh, especially being on the field. And Cooper Cup is, is kind of that underneath guy. He hasn't really had maybe Danny Amendola, but he's nowhere near Cooper Cup's ability, in my opinion. Uh, and Van Jefferson, if he comes on, Tyler Higby and these guys, they have decent tight ends with Gerald Everett and him. Uh, I think Matt Stafford could have a field day in L.A. in that offense with Sean McVay. But I think both of these guys have really always been neglected as far as a running game goes. 
uh, for golf the last couple of years in Stafford, uh, you know, always really. Yeah. Um, I'm just obviously film tells a different story because golf was in a different situation than Stafford. Stafford's had to shoulder an offense and carry it obviously in a broken back too. Um, Deandre Swift, like Billy mentioned, man, We'll just have to see because he's obviously going to be the focal point of this offense. You're going to have to run the offense through DeAndre Swift and 250 total touches at the end of the year should not be um, too crazy for what you think that he can do. Right. Um, Robert Woods, I think is the ultimate winner of this and Cam Akers as well uh, because of what Matt Stafford can do with a running back that can catch and has that skill set that Cam Akers has. So I really like it. Um, Thinking that they're the same guy, obviously, yes, at the final number, yeah, they're really, really close. But when you look at what the offenses did and what the quarterbacks did, Matt Stafford was two more yards through the air A dot ranking and yards per or air yards per target. Like we all mentioned, right? Like you guys mentioned, he's a gunslinger. He can throw this ball down the field. So, like, I don't know if there's going to be a barn burner, maybe Van Jefferson, like Billy mentioned. But, yeah, I'm all about Bobby Trees. Y'all know how much I was about Bobby Trees last year. He Top 10 wide receiver last year. He might be a top eight wide receiver this year with Matt Stafford for me. Um, Cam Akers, really, really high on the kid this year, obviously. I was high on him last year um, with Matt Stafford. Top 18 for sure for that kid. Um, and, and that's really all I got from these two teams. Um, one thing I want to say about Goff is on target percentage, 78.6%. I believe that's about the highest of any of the quarterbacks we've talked about yet. Nearly 80% of his passes on target and Matthew Stafford just below that, a little over 77%. So, uh, switching them out, giving Matt Stafford those weapons, man, I think it really bodes well for Stafford going forward. And Stafford's a guy, he's going to throw for 4,000 yards as long as he's healthy and out there. Uh, you know, he 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 will will his team to 4,000 passing yards uh, over the course of 16 games for sure, especially with McVay and legitimate weapons around him everywhere. Yeah, when you take those numbers down, though, like you mentioned, um, with the like the air yards that I mentioned, like you put them both together, Goff's number is obviously going to be better because he has those shorter passes, two yards essentially, right? So, ooh, McVay and Stafford in this offense. So ooh. that's what I was thinking of. Is like, so with – with golf, like, what are they really going to do in Detroit? Are they going to adjust it to that shorter? Are we going to run drag routes? Are we going to run slants rather than nines just down the field for Stafford to put them up? Not that that's all they run, obviously. But, I mean, how is that going to impact golf's accuracy? Not that he has a, a weak arm or anything, but it is by no means anywhere close to the level of Matt Stafford's no. cannon, right? And then on the other hand, how is Sean McVay going to use a quarterback who – Obviously, he can hit somebody on a drag, but you can now extend the field here. And I do kind of have concerns about, yes, Robert Woods is a great receiver. Don't get me wrong, but I I almost think that Michael Thomas gets the slant boy name. And if anybody really deserves it, nothing against your boy Bobby Trees, but it's it's anybody in L.A. because the Rams really run that West Coast offense to a T. It's short route. So – I don't know. How are they going to utilize these guys? And can Robert Woods be a true number one receiver that can match up against, uh, obviously he's on the same team, but a Jalen Ramsey, you know, Jair Alexander, really the better cornerback. Um, you know, can you match up against a guy like that and win the battles? 
uh, you know, downfield rather than just on on drags and everything. I don't know. Or, it's, it's or, really you, or you just let Stafford freestyle to and run the McVay offense. He has to do less. And you know, another thing too with Stafford, not not questioning his motivation because I would never do that. Stafford is a warrior. He's a gamer. The guy's not coming out of the game if he can physically drag himself out there. You know, the closest thing to Brett Favre we have in the league today. However, what what's his mindset going to be? knowing that, whoa, there's light at the end of the tunnel. We're looking at the postseason, and it's more than just on my shoulders. He's got some defensive help. He's got some receivers. He's got a, he's got a head coach that actually has an offense that people respect, not these, not these guys that are coming in Detroit and they're fired in three years. And, hey, he might be really motivated to do a little extra homework and, you know, just put a little extra into it, not saying that he's ever not put everything into it, but I could see Matthew Stafford being really excited about this opportunity in LA. 100%. 100%. Billy, that was hot fire. Continue us with the hot fire Green Bay Packers. Yeah, so Aaron Rodgers having one of his best seasons. I mean, 70% completions uh, this year. That is amazing for a guy of his age. And the best he's had since his third year when he only played two games. So really Aaron Rodgers' career year now. I mean, we're seeing amazing things happen with Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, these guys that are playing for so long at such a high level. Normally by this time in their career, these guys are really tapering off. We're questioning arm strength. We're questioning health. And Aaron Rodgers, he's sure, he's had his his share of injuries over the years, but he's done what he can to, to stay healthy. And uh, I really like this coaching staff with him as well. But a guy 4,299 yards, 48 touchdowns to five interceptions. I mean, I'm not sure anybody's ever done it quite like Rodgers as far as the touchdown the interception ratio, just killing it. And I don't think there's any chance in hell that Aaron Rodgers gets out of uh, Green Bay. And I don't think he really wants to. I think he's just putting pressure on the front office to go do something more than draft a bunch of guys and let's let them develop. Let's go get some guys. We're in a win-now mode, back-to-back NFC Championship games. And, hey, his on-target percent, 81.2%. I mean, that is that is out of this world what Aaron Rodgers has done this year. Devontae Adams being his really only real target in the passing game. Alan Lazard missed a lot of the lead, a lot of the year with injuries, and MVS kind of came on. Robert Tanyan had more more touchdowns this year than receptions the year before, so he really developed into into a really nice asset for them. And Aaron Jones is he going to be a Packer? That's huge for this offense. I think AJ Dillon could get it done. I just don't think he's Aaron Jones. Uh, we, we we really like Aaron Jones. Free the man. And keep him in Green Bay. I think they offered him top five running back money, I heard, not too long ago. So I hope that's enough to keep him there. The Packers are good. I still think they're missing a weapon of some sort because it's still really on Aaron Rodgers' shoulders a lot, in my opinion. What do you think, Tom? I mean, I definitely think you're right. I think that – so, number one, as soon as uh, the Packers finished their game, you know, in his post-game presser, Rodgers was talking about evaluating the season – Basically, they were questioning if Rodgers was going to be back with the Packers next season. I don't think there's a question. He'll be back in Green Bay. I'm not concerned about that. Just kind of to get that off the table. As far as the running back situation goes, obviously Aaron Jones is a top-tier running back. I mean, it's, you know, is he, you know, top three? Maybe not, but he is very close to that top-tier conversation. Like, it's, he's, he's right up there with the best of them. I think that if you do run with A.J. Dillon, while he can be a number one back for a team, 
his receiving ability is not there to the extent that Aaron Jones is. Absolutely. So I think that you, ha- you almost have to bring in another running back, whether that's in the draft or free agency. It doesn't have to be a number one back, but somebody that can both catch the ball and carry it. That way it's not clear as day. Okay, this is, you know, a Darren Sproles that you come in, you're 90% of the time going to be catching the ball out of the backfield and not running it. You can't just give it up as, oh, yeah, I have this guy in. I'm passing out of the backfield here. It's not a run play because that'll kind of screw you over. So I think you're right. You know, running back's a concern. You could absolutely use another receiver. And after bringing in Jordan Love, I think that you, I, I think it's very easy for Aaron Rodgers to go to, you know, the, front office of this team and say, give me a weapon or I am going to go. I mean, they haven't done it for years. So um, I I wouldn't be surprised if they bring in a receiver, a tight end, a running back, somebody first round to appease Aaron Rodgers a little bit and say, okay, here's our peace offering to you. We've kind of given you the short end of the stick for the last, I don't remember how many years it's been since they drafted somebody first round for him. But I think that they might do that this year finally, especially knowing that you do have Jordan Love behind him as kind of that successor to to him. So I think Aaron Rodgers is going to stay in Green Bay, and this is why, guys. I did a little bit of research. He loves beer in the back of pickup trucks. He loves that. But also, if y'all saw the uh, the little tweet, I said, Rodgers knew love, right? Y'all saw that, right? Everyone thought I was talking about Jordan Love. Mm, I'm talking about the star of Big Little Liars, Shailene Woodley. Her and Aaron Rodgers an item these days, guys. She's a Wisconsin girl. So, you know, correlation, correlation. We all know what Aaron Rodgers and other women are all about. You know, he's oh, – but – You got to stop hanging out with your wife so much. Talking about <laughs> – I, I watch Big Little Liars, okay? That show is crazy, Okay. You, you want to talk about thrillers? Turn on HBO Max. Go check it out. Shameless plug. But we're talking about numbers now, right, guys? You know how we are. You know what we like to do. We are what they aren't. We're going to talk about the real stuff. History of Green Bay, going back to 1921. Green Bay has always done this. It's history, guys. They bring in a quarterback, and he's the dude. Then they, they bring in another quarterback, and they, they, they reverse him out. It's going through since 1921. There's only been... Two quarterbacks prior to Aaron Rodgers who have played on the team for 15 seasons. You don't you know who they are because they're famous. Bart Starr and Brett Favre. Everybody else on this historic team has been switched out or faded from glory, right? Aaron Rodgers is on his 13th season. He will play two more and end with and retire in in this in this trinity of guys, right? Also. Aaron Rodgers already surpassed Bart Starr in, in, in passing yards, for sure. But he still has to beat Brett Favre in a couple of areas, yards and touchdowns. Two more years, he can well off do it, retire as a Green Bay Packer, as the number one Green Bay Packer, and only being there for 15 years. or And being there for 15 years, not only, but. So he's already technically been there for 15 years. I'm sorry, 15 years as a starter. Uh, he needs three more years for that. Or is my math off? Hold on. I looked this up. I was on Dynasty Vipers the other day. Hold on. Let's look this up. 
And why do you look you're right. No, you started 13 years. You're right. My math was off. You're fine. You're fine. I was about to say, we need to get Ethan the intern up in here, which everyone who's heard about us talking about Ethan the intern, he will be finished with our uh, transcribing stuff, which we were going to drop a hot, hot highlight video that has some, ex- like, I- I'm looking at these things, and each episode that we put out, we have at least two or three hot, hot hits uh, that all of us have hit. Obviously, we hit some bad things, but we've had some really, really good ones, guys, like all of us. Really, really good ones. I don't want to say too much, but it's it's going to be like a 30, 40-minute-long episode of just our hits. It's going to be pretty good. So. Can we make a fail one, too, where after the like we say something? Well, the whole thing would just be me talking about my like, I mean, that would be the whole yeah. thing, right? We definitely have some bloopers, too. Probably equal or better amount of time we'll have, as well. We'll have a 30 well, minute bloopers would be like for 10 hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I really have. Jordan Love, yeah, I like him. But he's gonna be, I don't even know if he's going to be the quarterback of the future because in three years there could be somebody else. What I really want to talk about, though, I know it's on everyone's mind, the Houston Texans, boys. Y'all already know what I think about it, and I've said my piece on it. I want the SEC over here. Um, I want to. Uh, I want the third. I want the 18th. I want it all, and I want Watson to be happy in Miami on his yacht. That's all I have to say about it. He's 25 years old. He's an elite quarterback. If you don't have Patrick Mahomes, you don't have Kyler Murray, you don't have Josh Allen, You're making a bid for him because of the cap. Um, Like I mentioned, we're in a 32-team draft on the Cincinnati Bengals GM, and I'm making a play for Watson just because it makes sense. I've got $35 bucks as the the, uh, Cincinnati Bengals, and I got Joe Burrow. Yeah, he's the guy of the future. But when you have a guy like Watson who is a proven elite guy, you make a play for him no matter what. So that's my two cents. Guys, I hope you can talk about Watson for like 30 minutes. Because I can, but I won't. I'm not going to talk about Watson at all, actually. I don't know where he's going to end up. Oh, boy. I really have no clue. This one's going to be pretty short and sweet, actually. My biggest disappointment for Houston is a guy that's technically on the roster still. Do you know where I'm going with this, boys? Excuse me, not Ryan. Josh McCown. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Josh McCown interviewed for the head coaching position in Houston while still technically on the roster as a quarterback, right? I'm not going to lie. When Philly demolished their you know coaching staff, 
I was really hoping that he was going to come in as an offensive coordinator, right? The amount of heart this guy has, he's been coaching for years. He actually coached at a high school, I don't know, three, four miles from the one I went to when I was in high school. He was the, the um, I forget if it was quarterback coach or offensive coordinator, whatever it was. He's coaching his son's high school at Marvin Ridge High School in, well, not in, but around Charlotte, North Carolina back, this is 10 years ago. So he's been he's been doing it for a while. So still technically a uh, quarterback. I was thinking they might bring him in as an OC once they kind of blasted off their entire coaching staff in Houston as well, but instead decided to keep Tim Kelly, who I get it. You want to keep some consistency for the offensive players there. You don't want that coaching carousel every single year, new coaches in and out. But Josh McCown needs an offensive coordinator spot somewhere in the league, and I guarantee you'll see success on that team. That man knows more about offense than anybody I've ever seen in this league. And if he's if he is still somehow a quarterback, needs to be in Denver to teach Drew Locke. That would be a great landing spot for him. I really would. I would enjoy that. And I want to see uh, Drew Locke do well. I feel like McCown might be a sneaky fit to help him out. However, Sean Watts. Let's talk about this guy. Career high completion percentage, 70.2%. Career high passing yards, over 4,800. Career high in touchdown passes with 33. Career low in interceptions with seven. Uh, I mean, career high in yards per attempt, yards per completion, uh, QBR, and Titus uh, quarterback rating, uh, you know, from last year at over 70. And this offense was really all on his shoulders. No, no nuke and do all this with career highs. Very, very impressive. And he's still a guy that's going to get you between four and 500 rushing yards uh, a season as well. Whoever ends up with Deshaun Watson is getting a grade A human being and quarterback. It's really unfortunate the situation in Houston. Uh, they were on the cusp of being a pretty special team, uh, having gone 10 and 6, 11 and 5 <clears throat> before this year for the Bill O'Brien sweepstakes ended. Thank God it did before he chipped Kelly this team all to hell. But uh, Deshaun Watson, I mean, this guy is just an incredible talent. And the reason he wants out is because, look, he's not going to let the Texans continue to sell tickets on the backs of these superstars without really putting their best foot forward to try to be successful. And, you know, I hope he gets to Miami where he's on a team that's actually playoff ready. With Flores, I think the coach is there. The defense is there. They might need a running back, but hey, you can find a guy that'd be serviceable. And my, uh, you know, Miles Gaskin, pretty good player. He might be just fine with Deshaun Watson. I mean, he has a little slight build. We saw him get banged up this year. Uh, but I like the receivers, Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, uh, Mike Isecki. I mean, they have weapons and a decent line. I mean, they were at the tiebreaker uh, from being in the playoffs instead of the Colts, uh, how that played out week 17. So this is a team that's ready to be there. I hope he ends up there, not on the Jets, where they, they still need a lot, in my opinion, to really be a playoff team or even on the cusp as the Dolphins were this year. Uh, I hope Deshaun gets out of Houston and gets to a good good landing spot. I'd really love to see him somehow end up in San Francisco uh, with Kyle Shanahan. It would be an amazing spot for him. Uh, however, wherever he goes, I'll be cheering him on. I love this guy. And looking at the numbers, what he did this year with the guys around him, and really the turmoil that was the Houston Texans all season uh, is really, really impressive and just shows the heart that this guy has for the game. Yeah, for the record, I don't have Deshaun Watson in Houston next year. 
I know um, I didn't really talk about him at all because we all know he he's a known entity at this point. Wherever he goes, it's going to be great. It won't be Houston. I've if I had to guess, they're drafting a quarterback or bringing in some mantra. It's I don't know which though. It could be either or. <laughs> yeah, I heard some rumors today with like a Indy and and the Las Vegas three way trade that sent Carr to the Colts and Watson uh, to the Raiders. I don't necessarily like that scenario as much for him, but John Gruden would find a way. And he's got some decent weapons there as long as Waller doesn't end up leaving, which is kind of the rumor I heard that he would be a part of that Derek Carr deal going back to Houston for Deshaun. But, man, I I really hope it gets figured out sooner than later so he can get back to business as usual instead of playing this game of chess of whether or not he's coming to OTAs or whether or not he isn't. The draft's coming up quick, guys, and uh, you know I don't think Deshaun Watson's showing up and putting on the red and blue for the Houston Texans in 21. Don't forget, Watson has the no-trade clause, too. He, he gets to say right where here. he goes, and right now Good he wants him. to be either with Harden in New York or, like I mentioned, you guys, getting the getting the crib ready with the yacht in, in Miami with Will Smith. You know, welcome to Miami, baby. <laughs> so he, yeah. he learned from Harden. Harden put on the weight from Whataburger. Watson said he was going to sit. I, Regardless of what they get for Watson, which will be a heap because it will be a blockbuster trade, he will not, like Tom said, like you said, Billy, he will not be wearing Battle Red next year. Who we got next, Chris? Do what? Who we got next? Can I get like a moment of silence real quick? It hurts, okay? It hurts. I, I bet it does, man. I feel bad. Like, golly God. Bro, you're fine. Your team sucks. Deshaun, or excuse me, uh, JJ Watt's gone too. Sorry. Yeah. We're going to talk about Billy's Indianapolis Colts now. Let's not talk about my Houston Texans anymore. Oh, Billy, I can't wait. I'm hyped for this one. I hope you're right. This is, is going to be a fun one because, boy, Billy, who are they going to go get? Who are they uh, getting? Before we get into it, let's pay a little homage to one of our old sponsors, Trophy Smack. Commemorate your league winner with the best in the best possible way. Trophy Smack creates trophies, belts, and rings, free engraving and shipping. Now you can get a free ring with your purchase of a trophy or a belt if you use our promo code, all caps, belly up. Chris rocking that title ring for our belly up uh, Dynasty League year one. Uh, These are pretty sweet rings, guys, and and they they can commemorate your leagues dating back as well. They'll uh, they'll hook you up going backwards if you want to get a trophy going for your league. So check them out. Use our promo code, belly up. Get yourself a nice uh, ring and trophy for your uh, for your leagues. But, oh, my Colts. So, right now, no Rivers. Jacoby Brissett's gone, thank God. That was a fun experiment. Not really. But this is a team that's ready to win now. The defense is great. Jonathan Taylor, touchdown baby, coming out hot, swinging, turning into a man. Really happy about that. Unfortunately, a guy I really like, Marlon Mack, he won me a, a championship with a late touchdown the year before last. Probably not going to be a Colt. And uh, Michael Pittman Jr. really kind of coming on as of late with that big body type receiver they haven't had in some time. But if you want to have a good running game, you need bigger guys in T.Y. Hilton downfield uh, blocking. So I really like that addition to the offense. And Paris Campbell coming back from injury. So, I mean, this is an offense that pending a quarterback could be pretty nice uh, as long as they execute. I think they'll lean on the running game pretty hard in 2021 um, with Naeem Hines and Jonathan Taylor touchdown. But right now it's looking like Jacob Eason, uh, unless they do something in the, this offseason, that's the only guy on the roster. And, you know, Andrew I'm not Lick, that excited about that. What's that? 
Andrew Luck coming out of retirement. Now, okay, if what? that happens, uh, we're I'm having a party, and you guys got to be here because it's going to be a big one. Uh, my whole family are huge Andrew Luck fans. My daughter even has an Andrew Luck jersey. She was wearing around the house the other day after I had talked about you know people picking him up in dynasty leagues with the prospect that he may come out. I would I would welcome that. Oh, oh please. And there's one thing that could happen in 2021. Please let Andrew Luck get the get the fever for football back. But if it is Jacob Eason, this is a guy when they took him, I was a little underwhelmed with the pick. He wasn't one of those rookies that I really cared about necessarily. And I didn't really see the point in drafting Jacob Eason when all they were going to do was bring in Jacoby Brissett, uh, or bring in Phillip Rivers, rather, and still keep Jacoby Brissett on the roster. And really, eat. Jacob Eason wasn't even active for most of the game. So I'm really concerned about did he get any reps of value in his rookie season to show these coaches anything. So right now, by default, he is their quarterback. But I really, my gut tells me he's not going to be their guy. I really see them doing something like for a Derek Carr or one of these other vets that might be on the move uh, for a year or two in bridge and maybe take a guy later in the draft again. But Jacob Eason, relatively good in college. Completion percentage as his junior year before he came out, 64%. 23 touchdowns to eight picks at Washington. Uh, after he transferred from Georgia and didn't play much. So still a guy that really doesn't have a lot of tape in college either. So that's another concern for me. Not excited about the quarterback situation yet in Indy. Uh, but I am kind of curious to see what they do. But if I'm Jim Irsay, uh, I'm I'm figuring out where in the world Andrew Luck is, and I'm stalking him until I get him to come back. Do you want me to go first, or would you like to go first, Chris? You know, you have the mic in your hand, Tom, and I was just very intimidated. So I was like, my boy so over here, Tom, team, got the mic in his hand. I, let me just sit back real I'm quick. so ready for this team. Take it, brother. Take it. So first, I just want to touch on Jacob Eason, right? So boy out of Washington, right? Not a bad, uh, you know, it's short, but not bad career in Washington. I'll tell you what, even if he doesn't end up playing fourth-round pick, not mad at that as a young backup quarterback. It's cheap. It's, you know, not a bad thing to have on your team, right? Fourth round and back as a backup quarterback. That is the look, especially like if I was in the NFL, I would love to be a fourth rounder back rookie or, you know, uh, backup. Quarterback. When I die and come back on to Brock Osweiler, just to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> not, not even, not even him. Give me Jacob Eason because you're never going to see the field and it's fine. I'm just going to make a couple hundred grand a year. I'm going to sit there on the bench, go into practice. And guess what? I'm a quarterback. So I got that red little penny on. So I'm not getting hit. Like Curtis Painter. Chilling. Just making money, hanging out. Like, oh, I'm supposed to go in the game. Uh oh, what? No, wait. Great. Yeah. So Jacob, and if he does come in, though, I, I will say, I don't think he's a bad option. Like, is he a great option as a starting quarterback? No, I don't think so. But uh, I will say he was the first out of two quarterbacks to come out of Washington. Uh, do you guys happen to remember who that second one was? We're about to talk about him. We're about to talk about him, Tom. You already know. We'll get to him next. But as far as the Colts go, do you guys know about the text messages yet? No. God, always mm-hmm. out the dryer with the hotness, Tom. Mm. So – Gentleman on Twitter, his wife has a mutual friend with Nicole's best friend, which is the wife of Andrew Luck. 
So it's kind of a friend's friend's cousin's sister. Oh no! Oh no! No! Where did Tom? Tom straight up hit the exit button. Right at the. I did it. That's like uh, when the power goes out at the worst point in the movie on when the storm's coming in or something. Hold on. We're back. (laughs) I don't know what happened there. But. (laughs) Anyway, we got one of those brothers, cousins, mothers, sisters, goldfishes, friends kind of situations here. But we have screenshots of text messages, right? Lucy just spoke a full sentence almost. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, that's fantastic. No way. Oh, great. Yeah, that's the cutest thing ever. Andrew didn't know what to do. So Andrew Luck's daughter speaking in full sentences. That's brilliant. It's fantastic. He's built a family. He's a civil engineer, right? Great. You're making a lot of money and not really doing a whole lot. Um, you know, do they want to have a run around, blah, blah, blah. Andrew is having a meeting with Jim around noonish. Absolutely, Jim who? Jimmy with the Colts. WTF. Shoot it up in the air. Yo, (laughs) WTF. He misses football, huh? We told him he would. Oh, misses is an understatement. (laughs) Colts meeting. This is the first (laughs) step. We all hate when he's gone for a day or two at a time, but he'll be so much happier. We all know he misses it more than anything. Oh, Tom, don't lie to me. You're making Do you this need me up. to send you the screenshots, Billy? It is yeah. everywhere right now. I'm not the first person to talk about this. I heard, I'll be honest. I heard this about uh, on the Pat McAfee show. Pat McAfee, if you want to come on our show, I'm a big fan of yours. I would love to have you on. I'm you one of the biggest fans. I love Pat McAfee. Do <laughs> but, it for the brand, baby. Yeah, do it for the brand, right? But sorry, guys, real quick. I got I love Pat McAfee, but I hate what he did to the Texans with that onside kick. Smart move. Sorry. Y'all remember that? Go Colts. But anyway. And he will rock your shit, too. I love Pat McAfee. But so with all that being said, as much as we love Pat McAfee, we got to stay on track here, boys. Andrew Luck alleged screenshots saying he is meeting with Jimmy from the Colts, old Jimmy Horseshoes, Jim say He is going back to Indy, ready to play football again. You're shitting me. I'm going to send you the screenshots right now, Billy, because you're about uh, to. Love it. I'm not going to you, Billy. I'm not going to sleep tonight. You. I'm loading up Madden 21 on the PS5, and I'm not going to bed tonight. I'm going to create Andrew Luck. And we're playing ball all night. Bro, I'm telling you that. Look, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Are the Chiefs on notice if Andrew Luck comes back to the Colts? So here's the thing, right? And this is regardless of who it is. Even if they – because my thought is if they don't get Andrew Luck back, which is very plausible, Sam Darnold, I'm not mad at it. I like Sam Darnold, man. He gets hated oh, no. on. Darnold's not that bad, and he's really, really young. Put Y'all the two over here talking about him. taking Nick Chubb in the first while I'm talking about Kareem Hunt in the fifth. Y'all talking about Sam Darnold. Hold on. Hold. Shh. Shh. Relax, Chris. Sam Darnold has been on the Jets, which is a terrible, 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 terrible black Adam hole Gates. of a team. With Adam, Adam Gase is god-awful. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So if you go to the Colts, any quarterback this is, right? Number one, you have Frank Reich, who quarterback guru. Is that not a correct title for like he is 
he knows I, you know how much I hate going right. You know it. I I know, but you know I'm right, right? So yes, beyond him, right? Beyond him, very good offensive line, best young offensive lineman in the Probably world, the best. Nelson, right? So great offensive line, good receivers, not great, but good. They could use another one. Excuse me. If Hilton comes another. back and Luck, oh. I think Rivers and really Hilton probably got it going enough to show last year that Hilton still is pretty good. I was thinking for a while that maybe this he guy is. lost them, but he's a free agent right now. They need to bring him back. Keep the ghost in Indy, man. Come on. They have so here's Sign the thing. Up. Hold up. So they have a lot of cap room. A lot of cap. They're one of the they're one of the teams. Yeah, they're one of the teams that they were saying Wentz could go to, and that's a big contract to take on. And it wasn't an issue for them. Right, they don't care. Okay. They can take a franchise quarterback on it. They don't care. So, if you bring in a guy like Sam Darnold, who's on a relatively cheap deal for a quarterback, you have a good O line, you have good running backs, you have good at least, like not great, but good receivers. You could bring one in in the draft. Like Sam Darnold's not going to be an expensive guy to bring in. The value isn't crazy for him, but I think he's better than the value shows. You bring in a receiver and maybe a mid-round tight end. That's a nasty offense, and the defense is already good. You don't have to worry about about bolstering it that much, and it's fairly young. Finally, the Colts go and do what Andrew Luck left for, is made the offensive line decent and made the defense formidable. That was been their problem since since 1998. That's That's why he might come back. Yeah, that would be. He could come back, or they could go get a guy like Sam Darnold, who is young and relatively cheap that they can build around for at least like a two or three year window. Like Sam Darnold within the next two to three years could lead a team with a good team around him, could lead a team into the playoffs. I like. Dude, I know this is your team. I know this is your team. Do you have anything else to say about the Colts? If, if they were to bring in Sam Darnold, one thing that I do like about it is we've seen what Frank Wright can do with a young quarterback a la Carson Wentz. He is kind of a, he is a quarterback. He played in this league. He played pretty well. The backup thing, he knows how to handle it. He seems to do well with quarterbacks. I mean, Philip Rivers had one of his better years. I mean, we were all down him thinking the guy was done, and he played relatively well for the Colts down the stretch. So I like that scenario if it plays out that way. I think Sam Darnold could have some success in Indy. It's a small market as well, not the New York media. Indianapolis, small market, quarterback, head coach, kind of molding him, getting that confidence back, not a bad scenario. I am curious to see how they fill out that coaching roster, though, because the Eagles did just take half of it. Yeah, they did. That, that I, I don't think it'll kill him, but I think it will hurt just a bit. Real yeah. quick, correct me, Tom. Did the Eagles just sign the Cowboys DC? Uh, I did not. Chris Middleton. Someone signed him recently, and I don't know if it was the Eagles. If it was the Eagles, that's genius. Maybe because he's good. But I know you're looking that up. But this makes me extremely excited because all the hype we were just talking about this Indianapolis Colts team. I mean, I'm a little hot right now, guys, because we're going to talk about Tom. Uh, we're we're going to dub it Tom's secondary team, right? The Jacksonville Jaguars because of Minshew Mania, baby. Tom had me drinking the like I was drinking uh, like a gallon of this Kool Aid every week about Minshew Boy and. 
he's obviously got the talent. He is also the guy that we were talking about from Washington State, correct? Go Cougars. Not, not State, just Washington. Washington. Is that Cougars? I think, right? I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Cougars, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're red, red and white, right? Not they're yeah. not the purple ones. And there one hell of a mullet. Did you see those pictures that were out there? Oh god, the Mississippi uh what is it? Mississippi uh, mud flap, right? Love it. It's rolling hard. And talk about a young guy. This dude is 24 years old right now. Bring him to Indy. Bring him to Indy, boy. He is tough. And he was shred the jacks twice a year. There you go. Did I not tell y'all earlier this year? That Gardner Minshew should go to Indy. Yes, you did. Yeah. I'm pretty I sure. Believe it. I don't that somewhere. Talking, but. And if he goes to Indy, we'll pull that clip a real quick. Um, I am a hundred million ten percent in on Gardner Minshew if he goes to Indy. Yeah. Why not? For everything that. y'all just mentioned, he fits this mold. He's a young guy. He can run. He he has good decision making. Yes, he played with really good receivers and a good back this year, but he's going to get that and more this year if T.Y. comes back. They add to their receiving core. He has good tight ends, so a good safety blanket, which he didn't have in Jacksonville. Because um, who they have in Jacksonville? Tyler Eifert, possibly, yep. right? Yeah. And then Josh yeah. Oliver, who got hurt. And, in uh, Jackson, or in Indy, Billy, you got Mo Alley Cox, who's like, the titan of the league that everyone talks about when you see him, they're like, oh, this dude is the new Darren Waller. Gets off the bus, you want to see him. But he's also got special agent Jack Doyle and Trey Burton, who Frank Wright loves to hand Burton the ball off. Okay, we're going to stop. You're right, you're right. We need to stop talking about Trey Burton on the one-yard line. Jonathan Taylor Thompson can get all the touches this year. And it's you think be- in Philly, Philly? I'm sorry, I had to. It's the day before, or not the day before. Today was the day before that Super Bowl. I, I had to. I'm sorry. Hey, sorry. I'm not mad at you, Tom. Take it away. I love that uh, that uh, commentary where uh, Foles and Doug Peterson are talking, and he says it. And Foles just looks at him like, "Are you nuts?" And he's like, "Yeah, let's do it." Like that. that, that I love that mic'd up stuff, and that is a that is a classic clip. So, I don't know if you guys know this. Nick Foles just released what the play was originally called before they called the timeout. Fourth and one at the one. They called a timeout. The original play was a speed option left with Nick Foles at quarterback. They called the timeout. Nick Foles went to the sideline and said, I fumbled like six times in practice and one got taken back for six. I'm not doing that. Philly, Philly, this is like, <laughs> this is the time. And they did it. I love it. You gotta love it. You gotta love a game. But, yo, Jaguars. Gardner Minshew needs to go somewhere that he can get an opportunity to start because he is if he gets the opportunity, and I don't know that he will, and this is very unfortunate, if he gets the opportunity to start with some talent around him, he will be a – maybe not the best, but he will be a very good starting quarterback for some team. And the, the biggest issue for him you know, over the last two years was fumbles. Everyone was like, oh, he fumbles too much. He has no offensive line in Jacksonville. He has a center and a left guard, and that's it. Well right? – I mean, he only fell three three times this year. And in in the three games that he fumbled in, 
he carried the ball more than he carried the ball more than 14 yards. Oh, I'm sorry. He fumbled the ball three times this year. In the games that he fumbled the three balls in, he either went for a touchdown in that game or 18 or more yards. So you're putting the ball in, this this hand in a bad lost, situation. Is this fumbles lost or total fumbles? Total fumbles, not oh, lost. Not, okay, fair enough. Because his rookie year, fumbles were a big issue. That's, I mean, I, I actually didn't see that stat, so I appreciate you bringing that up. But regardless, he's learning, he's, like you said, Tom. He is. He's, he's a smart guy. And one of the other criticisms people had was arm strength, which, yes, he doesn't have a cannon for an arm. He doesn't need it. Went to some place like Indy, you don't necessarily need it. Phillip Rivers did see success this year, right? Billy, I know you're a Colts fan. It's it, Maybe it wasn't ideal because he's 98 years old and has 47 kids, but if you have somebody that his arm isn't actually falling out of the socket, might be able to put it downfield because Gardner Minshew, well, he's not putting lasers downfield 40 yards. He throws it on a dime like Trace McSorley. Like he puts the ball in the right place downfield. It might not be on a rope, but he will put it where it needs to go. Right? Yeah. He needs an opportunity. As far as Jacksonville, though, Gardner Minshew needs to leave, and you bring in not the number one anticipated overall pick that everyone expects. Who do you boys think it is? I mean, it's going to be Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. Yeah. T-Law has to be. And it's has to be Urban Meyer. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things. Customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Boys, it's your boy from Ohio State. Get out of here! Come on, why wouldn't it be? <laughs> Urban Meyer, I see it. Why would Justin Fields not go with Urban Meyer? You can trade down from number one, get all the value, go to like number five. Okay, and okay, that's still fair. Take Justin if, Fields. If the Jaguars trade down, I can see that. But Lawrence will go 101. He'll go, okay, great. But he's, it's not Jacksonville. That That's fair. That's fair. It's I can see Jackson. that happening then. You're right. You're right. They take Justin Fields because your boy wants his Ohio State blood in Jacksonville. He recruited him. Minshew needs to go start somewhere else. Billy, go ahead. <laughs> so Minshew, I really like Minshew. And shame on the Jaguars for forcibly keeping this guy off the field. We had to go to the front office and beg to play for Christ's sakes. This guy's stats, okay, so first of all, week one, 95% completions. He was 19 out of 20, buck 73 and three scores. 
in a win over the Indianapolis Colts, the Jags' lone win of the season. Which one hey, we're not satisfied. Yeah, and in fifteen, were, we're not satisfied. And then they didn't try to win after that. But his stats after that, you guys, pretty impressive: three thirty-nine, three touchdowns, two seventy-five, three fifty-one, three hundred one yards. He progressed in every major category. So year one. 14 games, 12 starts, 3,200 yards, and 21 touchdowns, six picks. Year two, he only had eight starts, 22-59, and 16 touchdowns in half the games, basically. I mean, he was on pace to really, really show some progression in the passing game. And his on-target percentage, 76.5%. That's right up there with some of the really good quarterbacks that we've talked about with a lot less talent. This team had no defense had all right receivers, not great receivers, decent running back with James Robinson. I love uh, James Robinson, don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, this is not the – these are not the weapons that uh, that the Colts would have, per se, if you were to go there with Jonathan Taylor and a defense and, and, a, and a veteran wide receiver and T.Y. Hilton uh, and a great offensive line. I mean, man, I, I like Gardner Minshew a lot. And he kind of reminds me of Brett Favre, that gunslinger. He will take some risks, but – this guy just has a knack for making plays when he scrambles. He's uh, way, way, way more dangerous than you think getting downfield on those off-schedule things. Minshew, very underrated because he's been in Jacksonville. You get him out of Jacksonville and get him to a team with a legit coaching staff, a legit supporting cast, and a team that wants to play him and wants to win, it's going to be nasty, you guys. Minshew is a guy that if you don't have him on your dynasty roster, you need to be trying to go find him, try to link him up, he will pay huge dividends this year. I don't see any reason why, obviously, pending the location he goes. But if he goes to a team that's trying to win games, maybe a Minnesota, um, maybe a, maybe a Indianapolis like we talked about, this guy could easily be a quarterback one on town alone. 66% completions with the guys around him and, and what they were doing in Jacksonville. That is a big, big, big volume. Uh, you know, the, I love Minshew, this guy. And give me that mullet. I mean, oh, man. That, that is the meanest mullet I have seen yet, and I want Minshew on my team. And if you're in a huddle with a guy like mud flat. yeah, man, you're ready to rock when you uh, see that guy in the huddle because he's going to lay it all out there. And uh, he's a tough guy. He wants to play. And playing for, er, for Mike Leach, you understand that he has to have a certain IQ about the passing game in an offense to be able to play in that offense. And that translates well to the NFL as far as him moving somewhere, picking up a new offense in a new situation. I'm rooting hard for this guy, you guys. I really want to see him go somewhere that wants to play him with some weapons and a supporting cast. Minshew is a future star in the NFL wherever he goes. Uh, I just I hope it's somewhere good, man. I really do. Entertaining, at least. That's for damn sure. Absolutely. I mean, entertaining. Like, regardless of where he goes, right, hopefully it's Chicago or something. Indianapolis would be really good, but Chicago would be fun too, right? Chicago would be a good spot. Need a little more line. Then Indy. Send him to the place that he's going to win at, boy. Like Absolutely. He's a winner. He's a game. He'll want to win everywhere he goes. Let him have so, his way with the Jags twice a year. That'd be fun to watch. Mm. Well, boys, I don't know. I feel like we got to make some bets on some of these uh, some of these games, right? Come next year. We do need to check out what, the, what some of these odds are on some of these teams for sure. Well, I'll tell you what. With the legalization of online betting in many parts of the country, online betting's never been easier. Featured in BR, ESPN, Sports Illustrated, and more, 
BUSR.com is your destination for sports betting, casino, horse racing, and more. If you guys join at BUSR.com slash bellyup to get 20% off, excuse me, a 20% deposit bonus up to $500. I don't know about you guys, but I moved my bankroll there. The site's great. And with the deposit bonus, why not move your bankroll there too, right? I don't know about you. I make a lot of bets throughout the year, get some of the parlays going, try and get a little creative with it, some of the hot takes in with it, right? So busr.com slash belly up is the place to do it. Love it, love it. Tom, take us into the last team that we're going to talk about tonight. Um, the, the defending Super Bowl champions. And they will be next year too. Ethan, the intern, we're going to clip all this out, okay? <laughs> clip. There we go. Oh, I was worried. I was like, what is Billy doing? Like, <laughs> he never leaves camera. Like, the dude is always on point. Oh. I have a box of these hats, man. I have almost everybody, so it, it could be really fun sometimes. If we get bored, I'll just you – know, Oh, that'd be a good time. How many I can rock in one episode. So – as far as the Chiefs go, obviously Patrick Mahomes, QB one this year, next year, the next. Ah, it's gonna be a while. Yeah, it, it take Patrick Mahomes in any opportunity you can in fantasy. It's gonna work out. I will say, taking him first round's a stretch. I'm yeah, not I did doing that. Really up bowl and don't do that. Yeah, I can't get big on that. If if he makes it to the second round, take him no question. Late first round even. Cool. I've seen people take him 101. That's maybe not the best idea. That, that's a bit of a stretch. But Patrick Mahomes is the QB1 this year, next year, for the next five to ten years at the very least. He is the defending Super Bowl champion currently, will be in 2021 as well because He's beating Tom Brady this year, this Sunday, in the Super Bowl. Billy, what do you got? Yeah, and he would have a winning record against Tom Brady if it wasn't for D. Ford lining up on offsides the year before last, right at the end of that uh, AFC title game. Uh, Brady went ahead and handled business and didn't let uh, Mahomes get the ball. Uh, so uh, Mahomes – this guy had 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards a couple seasons ago, and he said himself he really didn't even understand how to read defenses until the middle of the next season. So we're really only a year and a half in to Patrick Mahomes playing quarterback at the NFL level uh, the way that we want to. Uh, I mean, this year, 38 touchdowns to six picks, 4,700 yards. We're talking kind of Aaron Rodgers-esque with the touchdown-to-interception ratio, especially for a guy – that's doing a lot of, uh, you know, the things that you, you don't want your quarterback doing, throwing back across his body, across the field kind of stuff. But with the arm strength and the capability that he has, it's just different for Patrick Mahomes. It's not as uh, taboo for him because he can sneak it into those areas. Uh, this guy is playing out of his mind right now and really carrying these teams. And we've seen it time and time again. No lead is safe with Patrick Mahomes under center. This guy can catch fire at any time with the weapons to do whatever he wants to. And we saw him, you know, McCall Hardman fumbled that punt at the one for the Bills to punch it in. 
really put the Chiefs in a tough spot in the AFC title game. The first guy to walk over to him saying, hey, you're going to make a play that we're going to need. You're going to make a play to McCall Hardman, Patrick Mahomes. Hey, let's just be us. Guy as cool as the other side of the pillow, ready to rock at all times, and everybody around him is looking to him to just get it done. I love this guy. I'm really excited to see what he's going to do. Uh, his amazing stats. I mean, accuracy stuff. We're talking on target percent of 77% last year, just under 77% this year, over seven yards per scramble. So blitzing him and trying to get to him doesn't necessarily pay off either. But, you know, to Chris's point, no left tackle is bad news. However, I feel like the Chiefs have the weapons to be able to get the ball out of their hands and Travis Kelsey is going to have a big day helping out his guy, Patrick Mahomes. From a fantasy standpoint, there's nobody better to have on your team right now than Patrick Mahomes. He has the highest floor of anybody, really, and uh, you know, no one more exciting to watch, maybe ever, as far as quarterback goes. Quick question. Unless he's going up against Levante David. That won't matter. He's too small, bro. Levante! Yes. Travis Kelsey will work him. Watch Linebacker can't get it. I'm gonna watch, and y'all know every text message I send you, my smugness level is just growing this week. It's just growing with everything. This ring is just growing. Before you get into it here, did you guys see Daniel Kilgore, the chief center's haircut? Yes. The COVID restriction almost stopped it. Yes. (laughs) It did stop it. Mid cut, he got the results and had to get the hell out of there. So Barber Midcut said they told him, get the hell out of here. Now. Everyone's tested negative other than the Barber. Good news. I think Hardman you. tested positive earlier. Or was it Hardman or one of the other receivers? Yeah. Um, Demarcus Robinson. Robinson. Thank yes, you. Um, tested positive earlier this week. So as far as the Super Bowl is concerned, not super concerning. Should be able to, I think, with the two-week you know, buy, or the uh, two-week period between games, he should still be able to play in it. I think they'll all be cleared Saturday as long as they continue to have the negatives I read today. So probably in good shape still, uh, regardless, you want to have all your guys out there. Just some jacky-ass haircuts. Tom, that's your center with the half a hair? The half a hair? My center's got a fantastic mullet. That's fair. I'm talking about the smartest guy on the Chiefs' offensive line. His helmet's going to be crooked on Sunday. Again, Indomitian 2. Against Domicon Sue, who's had the most defensive snaps in the league in the postseason. 10,000 snaps. He's smart. He's smarter than a guy who's got a helmet that's, that's crooked. Domicon Sue's going to stomp on someone in the first quarter and get ejected, and it won't be a problem. That's not wrong. What, that's not going to happen because he's on Brady's team. The you know how many times I've seen those ref memes? The smartest man on that offensive line is not their center. It is guard Levant Duvernay-Tardif, who isn't even playing with them. The man took the season to go be a nurse up in Canada to help with the COVID pandemic. That is the smartest man on that offensive line. Yeah, he's a full-fledged doctor. Is he playing? No, no, he, he opted out. Oh, so your center with a crooked haircut, with a crooked helmet, a, 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 an offensive tackle who is fresh, who is his t- making his first start for the Chiefs, and then a guard who is a, a backup doctor 
bashing on on my boy Duvernay Tardif right now. I'm but, not bashing on him. He's a good dude. I'm talking about the dude who's backing him up. Who's going to have to go up against Vita Vea? Who's going to have to go up against JPP? Who's going to have to go up against uh, Dominic too? Good luck to that defensive backfield keeping up with Tyreek, Hardman, the rest of that Chiefs receiving core. They are in trouble. And whoever lines up on the fresh side of Daniel Kilgore's haircut is getting their ass whipped all night. Ooh, boys. I cannot wait until Tom Brady takes this down yet again in the fourth quarter. We're all watching it. I'm not going to talk about Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes, we already know, half a billion dollar boy. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. He is the new wave of football. There is no doubt that he will ascend to greatness and have maybe more Super Bowl rings than Tom Brady, but he won't have the story that Brady has. Y'all all seen Brady looking like what, like the, the dude from, uh, what's the movie? Um, the Goonies, Truffle Shuffle, out of Michigan, right? Pit. I will say, boy, work freaking cargo shorts for his 40-yard dash. And boy, that don't care. Bad. Everyone said he was a product of Belichick. Everyone said that he wouldn't do it. In a year that there were no OTAs, in a year that he couldn't meet with his offensive line, in a year that was stacked against him in a league where quarterback or in a division where quarterbacks have played their butts off and arguably had the hardest road to the Super Bowl facing the legends of Ryan Breeze. Rodgers, Mahomes even, okay? Are we going to talk about how the NFC Championship game was fixed? I told you all that. I, would, I sent you all that text message like did, in the first Did we want to talk about how that game was fixed and because how Brady won the game because happen. Roger Goodell couldn't have his ego hurt and said, oh, hey, I need Goodell to was there. go he into was his 10th Super Bowl. Hey, look, May 26th of last year, Tom, me and you were the only one on the podcast, I said it, look. Tampa Bay's hosting the Super Bowl. Brady's on this team. They're going to be there, and they're going to win. I thought Roger Goodell would be a better commissioner than he actually is, which is my Well, you're wrong. Oh, I was, and that's my mistake. Roger Goodell sucks. Okay, so Super Bowl predictions before we get out of here tonight. Here's mine. Billy. Billy, 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 hang on. Before we get into that, we got time for that, boy. We have a show this Saturday. Oh, we do. Okay, I have one prediction related to All right, the go Super Bowl. I'll save it. Uh, Tom, you'll be hosting the show next week because Chris is still going to be sick on Wednesday after Tom Brady doesn't win this Super Bowl. Look, it's not going to happen, but it could happen. Chris is calling it sick next week, boys. Yeah. Woo. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it in two weeks when you finally stop crying because Tom Brady lost. I'll be I'll be crying, Chris. Be crying. We, we gotta figure out a bet for Saturday's show. If you guys want to see our our bet, 
log in Saturday. We'll have a special Super Bowl show. We're bringing a lot of people from Belly Up, actually. So we're going to be talking for a couple minutes to a lot of the guys that have podcasts, a lot of guys and girls, actually, that have podcasts around Belly Up uh, Network. Uh, might Dude, not even be growing. Dude, Belly Up Network is massive. The podcast network. So people with basketball, hockey, baseball, boxing, wrestling, I mean, anything. Like if if there is a podcast that wants to get on it, we are all about it. Um, you know, be sure to check it out. We'll be talking to those people so you can get a, a face to the names. Um, and we'll be talking football. We'll be talking Super Bowl. So we'll be getting our, you know, guesses out there um, as well as anybody that we bring on. Talking Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. Talking about how Tom Brady's a bum. He's going to lose this Super Bowl. And Chris and I, I think we got to get some kind of bet going here. I think it's only right. Yeah, what a matchup. We got to get some kind of bet going. Mahomes. Man, what a matchup, guys. This is going to be. This is going to be. This is going to be a good Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got one. There's going to be number two for Mahomes there. So we'll get with Trophy Smack and we'll get you a second ring so you can get your Mahomes on for next week's show if you make it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Guys. It's always been fun. I know we always look forward to this every week. It always builds up. Really sad that we couldn't have Ryan with us tonight, obviously. Uh, But we're going to be back Saturday and have the whole crew with us, hopefully, rocking in with a bunch of belly-up sports people. Um, It's going to be really fun. Before we go out, though, Tom, let everyone know where they can follow you at, what you're working on, and uh, this offseason, obviously. Um... Why don't you talk about some of the leagues Ryan's starting for us? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't even know all the leagues he's starting for us. Well, as far as right, it's like everything. If there is a fantasy football league you're interested in, Belly Up Sports is going to have it for you. Belly Up Fantasy Live, uh, we're hosting a lot in 2021. So as far as where you can follow me, though, uh, at Belly Up Tom, as always, make sure you hit me up. Uh, I'll get those hot takes for you. Chris, how'd you like that one on Carson Wentz today? How'd you like that little video? It was hot, boy. I, mm-hmm. I, I looked at that and I was like, God dang! I don't know about hot, but it was you you gotta have some some comedy in regards to your own team, right? You gotta you gotta feel uh feel bad for your own players. <laughs> but no, belly up Tom on Twitter, as always. Uh make sure you follow at belly up football, at belly up fantasy, at belly up fantasy live. I think that's what it is, right? Um, we are getting all the videos up on YouTube. So YouTube channel is getting live. Make sure you follow us on Spotify, iTunes, any podcast, uh, you know, that you guys, any, any place you listen to podcasts, we're on there. If we're not, let us know. Cause we'll get it on there so that you guys can listen to us on your preferred site. Um, we're always about expanding and, uh, helping you guys listen to us in the easiest way possible. Billy, yeah, where can I follow you at? Yeah, check me out at BWIT24. I'll be jumping back on the horse and writing some pre-2021 information for you guys here relatively quickly. I've uh, been out of the game minute, just kind of enjoying the playoffs, uh, winning some championships, and we're going to help you do the same uh, next year. So like uh, Tom said, we have about every format of fantasy football coming your way uh, for uh, 2021. So check us out. And, uh, yeah, Robin, go Chiefs. That's the biggest Chiefs fan I know. She actually just flew out to Tampa to hang out down there uh, for the game. 
this weekend. So uh, they, they, she's, they've been Chiefs fans, her and her husband, longer than I've been alive. So uh, rooting for the Chiefs, not only for myself uh, living close, but those guys took me to my first Chiefs game on Christmas Day, Warren Sapp and the Raiders. That was a lot of fun. Yes, I do. I just went to my first Chiefs game, Raiders in Arrowhead. Uh, I think I saw the Broncos there with Shannon Sharp and the gang back then. So, uh, yeah, a lot of fun going to Chiefs games with Robin back when I was a youngster. Uh, great people, huge mentors for me in my life. But, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, Robin. But, yeah, check us out at Belly Up Fantasy. We're doing a lot this offseason. And every format of fantasy football you're into, we're going to bring it to you this year and uh, bring you that information to help you win your ship. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. Check us out Saturday as we talk about uh, pregame in a little bit for the Super Bowl. We'll have predictions for you. A lot more fun talk just zoning in on the game specifically and NFL draft coming up in April. Check us out. We're going to go live be talking to you guys about that. And, uh, you know, checking out us picks, giving our analysis. And, hey, Ryan, real deal, Ryan Hicks, man, we need you back. Especially uh, when we talk about tight ends, you want to be listening to Ryan's analysis. I'll put him up against anyone in the industry when it comes to the tight end position. I've went back and forth with Ryan several times about tight ends on specific uh, guys, specific situations, and I have been wrong on every single one of them. So I look at Ryan for uh, my tight end plays on a week-to-week basis. So real deal, Ryan Hicks. You can follow him at Ryan, real Ryan Hicks. I call him real deal Ryan Hicks because he is the real deal. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Belly Up Fantasy Live bringing it to you. And uh, that's what bigger and better as we move into 2021. I'll tell you what, that says something for somebody that went, you know, is from Iowa to say, oh, somebody else knows more about tight ends than me. From Texas. Yes. That's big. Texas boys ain't tight ends. It's the Iowa boys. The boys that grew up around the corn, right? Absolutely. I, Texas did boys, I mean, we, we got the running backs. We got some offensive linemen. I mean – I mean, we we, we got every offensive line in a tight end, so that's that's I did find all the leagues we're doing. By the way, oh, I, okay. So everyone who listened to Tom, right? Obviously, we're rocking and rolling with the second annual Belly Up Bowl from us, guys. Last year was such a big success. Twelve hundred dollars to St. Jude, or no, more than twelve hundred dollars to St. Jude, which is over what we expected. Yeah, and twelve hundred dollars to first place winner uh, out of Iowa. That um, I have Billy and I have the opportunity to play with in a dynasty league this year. So super excited to play with uh, Russ Russell, right? Yeah, Rusty Meyer actually. From Rusty Nebraska. Meyer, Rusty, there we go. The other side of the river, but we'll claim him. Iowa's bigger and better than Nebraska. <laughs> Big state rivalry and about everything that goes on from. Uh, you know, grain and corn and pork production to football, and uh, we've been winning all those battles. So proud to be from Iowa myself. Fair enough. But along with the Belly Up Bowl, we obviously got some new guillotine leagues. We got a vampire league that we'll talk about here in a little bit. We got pickums. We've got rankums. You whatever you want. We have super flex leagues. If you want to play in just a league and just say, hey, you know what? I want to play in a league. Throw some money in. Get it to charity. Get it to the winner because I think I'm good. Come to Belly Up Live, Belly Up Fantasy Live because we got it. And now, Tom, we're going to talk about a vampire league that we're in right now. Tom, our own Belly Up Tom is the vampire. If you have not heard or had the fun of playing in a vampire league, oh, my God, guys. It is next level stuff. One, 
it's a 12-man league, right? So we can have multiple of these, and Tom will be the vampire in every one of the leagues. So let's get, like, 15 leagues going, and Tom's got to have 15 different hot takes every week because it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough, but it's going to be super fun for you, and I cannot wait for it because 11 teams will draft, and Tom will pick his team from the waiver wire every week. Whoever plays Tom, if Tom wins, he will exchange a player from his roster with a player from your roster. So let's say Tom plays me week one, and I've got Kyler, I've got Zeke, I've got Waller. And You've got Gardner Minshew. Right, exactly. Tom's got, Gardner Minshew. Minshew. Tom's got Travis Fulgram, and Tom's got Robert Tanyan, right? I'm holding my team all year. Let's go. And Tom goes off and beats me by 0.1 points. Tom says, you know what? This could be a super flex league. We haven't we haven't tinkered with that yet. But I want Kyler. I'm going to take Kyler. Here you go, Chris. You get Danucci. I got to roll with Danucci. Tom gets Kyler. We roll through the season. It's going to be fun, guys. I won't keep you all too much longer, but I will let you all know what Billy mentioned is we have an opportunity and we took it with ColorCast, guys. ColorCast is a brand new app that lets you essentially turn your TV off during a sporting event and listen to people that you want to listen to. So we have a lot of listeners and we thank you all. Obviously, you like what we say, and you like the tone of our voice. Maybe not so much mine, but my boys over here. So you can mute me, whatever. But for the NFL draft on the 29th, we will be going live and giving play-by-play picks analysis for the first round through ColorCast. Um, so you can mute Kuiper. You can mute whoever you want and listen to Billy the Dragon. You can listen to Hot Fire Tom and, t- and tight end you, Ryan Hicks. As we're talking about Najee, as we're talking about Trevor Lawrence, as we're talking Najee. about Kyle Pitts. Oh, Tom was, being a, Tom was being my hype man. I'm sorry. I don't get the hype. Yeah, sorry. I will be muting Kuiper, so I'm looking forward to that opportunity. And all through ColorCast, guys, so it'll be all in real time. We'll have some more promotion and stuff like that as it gets closer to the draft because it's a huge company that we're trying to work that we're working with. Evan from them is super cool. Um, I'm actually going to be doing a 15 minute segment every day starting tomorrow, leading to the Super Bowl about the Super Bowl kid. That's the big. kid. I mean, who's the kid in the Super Bowl? Patrick Mahomes, right? Definitely Tom Brady. He's the ancient mother. Well, if y'all know me, y'all know that I like the Karate Kid a lot. So we'll be talking about the Super Bowl Kid, a.k.a. Tom Brady, all throughout the weekend, boys. I will see y'all tomorrow. Everyone at Belly Up Fantasy Live, Tom, Ryan, Billy, our boss, Mike, sponsored by Manscaped. We appreciate everything y'all do and listen and download to all of us. Um, Have a great night. Really quick, we'll see y'all Saturday. 
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.